హరే కృష్ణ వెల్కమ్ టు దిస్ ఎపిసోడ్ ఆఫ్ చైతన్య చరితామృత వీ ఆర్ డిస్కసింగ్ టుడే ద ఇన్కార్నేషన్స్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ హెడ్ పార్ట్ టూ వీ ఆర్ డిస్కసింగ్ ఫ్రమ్ ద ఫస్ట్ వర్స్ ఆఫ్ చైతన్య చరితామృత వీ హ్యావ్ ఆల్రెడీ డన్ ఫోర్ సెషన్స్ ఆన్ ద ఫస్ట్ వర్స్ సెల్ఫ్ ద ఫస్ట్ త్రీ సెషన్స్ వార్ వాజ్ ఆన్ ద గురు తత్వ ద ఫస్ట్ టూ వర్డ్స్ ఆఫ్ ద శ్లోక అండ్ దెన్ వీ హ్యావ్ ప్రొసీడెడ్ ఆన్ టు స్టడీ అబౌట్ ద ఇన్కార్నేషన్స్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ హెడ్ so in the fourth part of this verse explanation of this verse we have studied um the characteristics or how to identify an incarnation from shastra and without shastra why we cannot accept anyone as an incarnation and in this fifth part which is the second part of the incarnations um section uh we are going to study the specific categories of incarnations of avatars of krishna's avatars om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om ajnanati mirandhasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshurun melitam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha శ్రీచైతన్యమనోభీష్టం స్థాపితం భూతే స్వయం రూప కదామహ్యం దాతి స్వప్పదాంతికం వందేహం శ్రీగురో శ్రీయుత పదకమలం శ్రీగురున్ వైష్ణవాంశ్రీరూపం సాగ్రజాతం సహగణరఘునాథాన్వితం తం సజీవం సాద్వైతం సావధూతం పరిజన సహితం కృష్ణ చైతన్యదేవం శ్రీరాధాకృష్ణపాదాన్ సహగణలితాన్విత్యే కృష్ణకరుణాసింధో దీనబంధో జగత్పతే గోపేశ గోపికాకాంతరాధాకాంతనమోస్తు తప్తకాంచన గౌరాంగీ రాధే వృందావనేశ్వరి వృషభానుసుతే దేవి ప్రణమామి హరి ప్రియే వాంఛాకల్పతరుభ్యశ్చ కృపాసింధుభ్య పతితానేభ్యో వైష్ణవేభ్యో నమో నమ నమ ఓం విష్ణుపాదాయ కృష్ణప్రేష్ఠాయ భూతలే శ్రీమతే భక్తి వేదాంత స్వామినితి నామినే నమస్తే సారస్వతి దేవే గౌరవాణీ ప్రచారిణే నిర్విశేష శూన్యవాదీ పాశ్చాత్యదేశతారిణే జయ శ్రీకృష్ణ చైతన్య ప్రభూ నిత్యానంద శ్రీ అద్వైత గదాధర్ శ్రీవాసాది గౌరభక్తవృంద హరే కృష్ణ హరే కృష్ణ 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 హరే 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 రామ హరే రామ 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 హరే హరే వెల్కమ్ టు ఎపిసోడ్ ఆఫ్ చైతన్య చరితామృతం సో వీ విల్ స్టడీ ద కేటగిరీస్ ఆఫ్ కృష్ణస్ ఇన్ కానేషన్స్ ఇన్ దిస్ మెటీరియల్ వర్ల్డ్ సో వీ విల్ చాండ్ దిస్ వర్స్ విచ్ ఇస్ యాక్చువల్లీ ద ఫస్ట్ వర్స్ ఆఫ్ చైతన్య చరితామృత but we are reading it from the 34th verse of the chaitanya charitamrita which is just a repetition of the first verse vande gurun isha bhaktan isham isha avatarakan 
तत्प्रकाशांश्च तक्ति कृष्ण चैतन्य संज्ञक Translation, I offer my respectful obeisances unto the spiritual masters, the devotees of the Lord, the Lord's incarnations, His plenary portions, His energies, and the primeval Lord Himself, Shri Krishna Chaitanya. So when we say God, He includes all these aspects. So when we say God is understood, all these six aspects are included. We have already gone through this. Again, we will read these two. 32nd and 33rd verses Krishna Guru Bhakta Shakti Avatar Prakash Krishna A. Choi Rupe Koren Vilas Lord Krishna enjoys by manifesting himself as the spiritual masters, the devotees, the diverse energies, the incarnations and the plenary portions. They are all six in one. So and why does he do all this? He enjoys, enjoys himself. Karen Vilas. Vilas means enjoyment. So everything is for his enjoyment. <coughs> Not out of compulsion. E choy tatver kori charana vandan prathame samanya kori mangala charan. I therefore worship the lotus feet of these six diversities of the one truth by invoking their blessings. So always we should keep in mind that when we are dealing with devotees, when we are dealing with uh, the spiritual master, when we are dealing with his potencies, <laughs> and what is not his potency this maya is his potency the spiritual nature the yoga maya is his potency everything is his potency so therefore in other words there is nothing but krishna all the way that is called in bhagavad gita vasudeva sarvamiti see so tat prakasham his expansions his tat shakti all his energies in this way everything we should be always Conscious of Krishna. This is called Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness means we should always understand that everything has its connection with Krishna and we should also know how everything is connected to Krishna. As much as is revealed in the revealed scriptures. We should know and therefore these analytical and descriptive studies are given in the Chaitanya Charitamrita so that it can mold our thinking from many different angles and focus it to Krishna. That's the whole point. So one day Guru, Guru Tattva we have gone through extensively. And um, Isha Bhaktan, but although Isha Bhaktan is the next one, um, in the description of the Chaitanya Charitam, the first chapter itself, the order is slightly different. So first the incarnations are described. And then the expansions. And then the devotees, like that. So this 65, 66 and 67 are about incarnations, only three verses, very very brief, but we are going to go deep dive into this. So we have already done one big session of three hours on um, the conversation between um, Gopinath Acharya and Sarvabhaum Acharya. and I actually made a mistake last session. I said Gopinath Acharya was the brother, uh, sorry, son-in-law. But actually, he is the brother-in-law of Sarvabhaum Bhattacharya. I got that wrong. So, in son-in-law of Sarvabhaum Bhattacharya was Amogha, who was an offender in the beginning and then later on he became a devotee. But Gopinath Acharya was a devotee prior to even Sarvabhaum Bhattacharya becoming a devotee. So, he is brother-in-law of uh, Sarvabhaum Bhattacharya. And the conversation was very illustrious because in that, um, how to identify an avatar according to scriptures. 
and gopinath acharya quoted many um references from the scriptures quoting uh, pointing to the fact that chaitanya mahaprabhu is an authorized incarnation of krishna and not some made up concoction so having understood that and also we have also seen um the effect of not accepting an avatar on the scriptural principles but on our whimsical sentiments and um, in the mode of ignorance that's what happens according to 18th chapter 32nd verse in the purport actually the verse also um whatever is religion will be considered religion sorry whatever is considered religion will be considered irreligion whatever is irreligion will be considered religion in um, in kaliyuga in, in the mode of ignorance and kaliyuga is mostly in the predominantly in the mode of ignorance and in the purport prabhupad mentions that the intelligence in the mode of ignorance acts acts always opposite to the way it should so a common man is accepted as a very great soul mahatma and an actual mahatma who has surrendered to krishna will be considered as an ordinary soul and no importance will be given to him in the mode of ignorance and kaliyuga is especially that then in the chaitanya charitamrita madhyalila 18th chapter 101st verse in the purport actually the verse itself where balabhadra balabhadra bhattacharya made the mistake of accepting some ordinary fisherman as krishna and mistaking chaitanya mahaprabhu to be an ordinary man so there prabhupad mentions that because he did not consult spiritual master and shastra therefore he came to opposite conclusion again he accepted ordinary man as god and god as an ordinary man or they accept ordinary man as great soul or a great sadhu as an ordinary man so in this way they are unable to understand god at any point of time alaksham sarvabhutanam antar bahir avasthitam so antar bahir inside and outside the lord is existing but the namasya purusham tvadyam ishwaram prakrite param alaksham sarvabhutanam moodhadrisha and the next verse it is a moodhadrisha those who are foolish observers those who are non devotee who is a foolish observer a non devotee is a foolish observer he observes everything but he cannot see pashyanna pina pashyati he sees but he cannot see uh, that is a foolish observer a real observer is premanjana churita bhakti vilochanena sandas sadaiva hrudayeshu vilokayanti so actually we are all foolish observers and therefore because we are blind because we cannot see properly even though a blind man even if something is before him right in front of him he cannot see so that's that's a definition of being blind so we are actually blind so therefore we have to put this lens called the shastra that's why it is called shastra chakshu shastra shastra sorry shastra chakshusha that means seeing through the lens of the scripture not with our naked eye our naked eye will will um, cheat us will bewilder us even materially it bewilders us like the sun i have many times i have given this example the sun is so big but it appears like a very small spot in the sky that's the naked eye perception but we know the sun is not a spot how it's not from our naked eye it's from the science books we understand that there is a distance and then that's that's why it appears so small actually it's way bigger than the way bigger than the earth and similarly the spoon half immersed in water appears bent because of refraction of light so our eyes tell us that the spoon is bent 
and similarly the magician he takes advantage of the illusory perception and tricks our mind and seemingly bends reality to present to us something which is not ordinary so therefore we are tricked but actually it's a trick it's just that we are unable to see what happened when the magician does something so krishna is the perfect magician <laughs> he is so perfect that not only is his maya so uh, bewildering but even when he comes people cannot understand him and he is existing everywhere but still nobody can see him so this is the magic of krishna so we have to accept that krishna's potencies are inconceivable and submissively hear from krishna himself or his authorized devotees then we will have perfect knowledge that is called shastra chakshu so when we see through the lens of the shastra then we will see clearly and as we progress in our devotional service then we will see with the bhakti vilochana now we are seeing through shastra vilochana we will see with bhakti vilochana hmm. then we act we can actually see krishna at that time so that is how uh, krishna is to be seen first always that's why um, what is that narada pancharatra not narada pancharatra hari bhakti vilas shruti smriti puranaadi pancharatriki vidhim vina aikantiki harer bhakti utpataya eva kalpate any devotional service performed not according to scriptural injunctions is simply an unnecessary disturbance in society we should always consult the scriptures and then when we come to the stage like for example we read from the textbooks that the sun is so big millions of times and the temperature is way like millions of degrees but our perception is not that we will feel a temperature of maybe 40 degrees at the max 50 in in middle eastern countries but not much more than that but sun the temperature on the sun is millions of times than the than the 50 degrees celsius but we can't experience that we can only hear from the textbooks from the science books but if somehow or other of course it is not possible in our present body but if we can somehow go there and experience that millions of degrees of heat actually you can go there if you have a body fiery body so in a different body you can go there and there is already a big civilization there on the on the sun so um, there when you actually go there and experience or oh, then you will realize that's called theoretical knowledge and then practical knowledge realized knowledge so at the present moment we are um, not not in the platform of realized knowledge we are at least we have to understand through the shastra and there is not theoretical exactly because theory is a creation of a man's mind or collection of a few people's thinking that is theory theory means a proposition it may not may or may not be true it's something uh, an explanation to make something understandable or trying to understand the cause of something where you cannot actually see the cause that's a theory so it is not exactly a theoretical understanding when you when you are learning from the shastra when it's shastra chakshu it is not theoretical understanding but for want of a better word we are using the word theoretical understanding so it is just that it is factual understanding but we have not realized it yet we have accepted what krishna gave us from in the shastra 
And when we actually come to the point of realizing it and seeing it for ourselves, uh, that's called realized knowledge. This is called Jnana and Vijnana. Jnana means the, the acceptance of knowledge from Krishna. We may not have exactly realized it. But Vijnana means to realize it. For example, I, I give you a, a much more understandable incident which Srila Prabhupada has quoted. He said, Kaudang is pure. The Shastras say that Kaudang is f- completely pure. It is not like the stool of other animals or human beings also. Human being, a human stool is uh, also not con- uh, contaminating. If we touch stool, we have to take immediately bath. If to pass stool, if we pass stool, we have to take a bath. So, because our stool is, in, is what full contaminated substance, but cow dung is so pure that even the deities, when the Sri Krishna Vigraha comes and to install the Vigraha, we bathe bathe him with many articles, but also cow urine and cow dung also. So pure, even the deity is bathed with cow dung and cow urine. So in this way. It is uh, very, very, um, Shastra is is very, very, uh, how to say, sometimes it is seemingly contradictory. How come this tool is uh, pure and this tool is not pure? Um, so, we cannot simply say, oh, well, this is not logical, this is some superstition. It's not. It's a fact. Then, later on, Prabhupada explained that there was one scientist, I think Dr. Bose or something his name was, he conducted a, an experiment and tested the cow dung. And it was, he found that it was full of antiseptic properties. Even medicinally, it was full of antiseptic properties. Um, in fact, it has more subtle purificatory elements also. Like, for example, if um, there is influence of ghosts, if you use cow urine and cow dung, there will be no chance of ghosts coming. So that subtle purificatory thing, we don't even, I mean, the science can't even explain. Ghosts and all this, you can't even explain properly. But even in subtle realm, it is so beautiful, purificatory, purifying. And even medicinally, it is purifying. So he found it. So when he realized that, oh wow, this is actually, yes, it is full of antiseptic properties. So that is realized knowledge. But when you accept it, it is um, so-called theoretical knowledge. But either way, the conclusion is always the same. Whether we are able to experiment and find out or not, Shastra is always right. So, if we come to the point of achieving the mercy of Krishna due to our devotional advancement, then we will we can actually see whatever Krishna wants us to see. Whatever has been described in the Shastra, we can see. Like Shukadeva Goswami, he saw the entire universal planetary system and he was speaking. And even Mother Yashoda saw in the mouth of Krishna the entire universal planetary systems. Um, so, just being a mother of Krishna, just... Nothing to do with science. She was not interested to be a science PhD. No. But still, because of her affection for Krishna, the knowledge of the universe was revealed to her. In a moment, she could see everything. And most importantly, she could understand that entire thing was within Krishna. That connection with Krishna is something which the material scientists cannot even understand. Because they just give up Shastric knowledge. They think observation and experimentation with their imperfect senses and that's the wrong way to go about it especially when it com- concerns God even even material things we cannot understand with our material intelligence and sense perception what to speak of God then totally out of reach so Nabhaved Grahyam Indriyai Atasri Krishna Namadi 
so we have to accept from scriptures and that's what we saw in our previous session how to understand the incarnation of godhead from the scripture now we will go into the categories of avatars okay we will first read this adilila first chapter 65 and 66 verses and 67 and because they are about the incarnation and then we will go to uh, madhyalila today we have to cover about 130 verses from the madhyalila <laughs> so we have a long way to go ईश्वरेर अवतार एई तीन प्रकार अंशावतार आर गुणावतार शक्तावेश अवतार तृतीय एई मत अंशावतार पुरुष मत्स्यादिक जत देयर आर थ्री कैटेगरीज ऑफ इनकार्नेशंस ऑफ गॉडहेड पार्शियल इनकार्नेशंस क्वालिटेटिव इनकार्नेशंस एंड एंपावर्ड इनकार्नेशंस द पुरुषस एंड मत्स्य आर एग्जांपल्स ऑफ पार्शियल इनकार्नेशंस वी हैव टू गेट एक्वेंटेड विद द संस्कृत वर्ड्स और द बंगाली वर्ड्स हियर अंश अवतार गुण अवतार and shaktyavesh avatar these are actually sanskrit words so amsha means part so partial incarnation guna means quality qualitative so the qualities of goodness passion and ignorance and then shaktyavesh avatar empowered incarnations that means shakti avesha the shakti has been uh, in uh, what is that invested in a in a particular jiva soul and then he becomes very empowered and then he acts in wonderful ways empowered by krishna that is a shaktyavesh avatar so these are the three types of avatars and matsya and purushas are examples of partial incarnations the purusha means the mahavishnu karana um, garbhodakshaya vishnu and kshirodakshaya vishnu next brahma vishnu shiva teen gunavatare gani shaktyavesh sanakaadi prithuvyasamuni so brahma vishnu and shiva are qualitative incarnations empowered incarnations are those like the kumaras king prithu and mahamuni vyasa the compiler of the vedas so this is avatar now this is about the next verse is about expansions which is which exist in the vaikuntha world try to understand tat prakasham means the expansions expansions is what is um, called in the spiritual world in the vaikuntha unlimited unlimited numbers of uh, vishnu murtis are there not vishnu there technically they are not called vishnu there in the vaikuntha vishnu means one who enters one who enters this material world is called vishnu vishate vishate means to enter so in uh, in the so vaikuntha lok he is called as narayana so he has an innumerable numbers of narayana in vaikuntha lok all of them are called expansions not incarnations incarnations is one who descends avatar atar avatar arohana avarohana like that all right so that is this verse and now we will jump to the madhyalila we're jumping to this um, chapter madhyalila of um, 20th chapter where chaitanya mahaprabhu is describing to sanatan goswami about the incarnations he he actually is describing so many things there are over how many 300 plus verses in this chapter he is describing in detail everything about everything 406 sorry 406 as you can see on the screen 406 verses in this one chapter of 20th chapter and we are studying now today from the 245th verse to 376th verse 130 verses we have to cover today 
we have two and a half hours well let's see but we will read through most of them and some we will actually go into it okay so in that way it will be manageable because i mean we can speak something about avatars but you know <laughs> the detail to which chaitanya mahaprabhu actually explains to sanatan goswami who can beat that so we will just read them okay here we go chaitanya charitamrita madhya leela chapter 20 text 245 There are six types of incarnations avatars of Krishna. One includes the incarnations of Vishnu, Purushavataras, and another includes the incarnation meant for the performance of pastimes, Leela avataras. Next, Madhya 20.246. There are incarnations that control the material qualities, Guna avataras, incarnations who appear during the reign of each Manu, Manvantara avataras, incarnations in different millenniums, Yuga avataras. and incarnations of empowered living entities shaktyavesh avatars so these are total six purusha leela purusha avatars leela avatars guna avatars manvantara avatars yuga avatars shaktyavesh avatars so it is good to know these things the categories of avatars see how much analysis is done by the devotees like you know like the goswamis and krishnadas kaviraj goswami and everybody so much knowledge Childhood and boyhood are the typical ages of the deity. Krishna, the son of Nanda Maharaj, performed his pastimes as a child and as a boy. So, actually, this comes later on, continuation of this. But next verse is where we are going to start. <coughs> there are innumerable incarnations of Krishna, and there is no possibility of counting them. We can simply indicate them by giving the example of the moon and the branches of a tree. Now. Um, it's this is a, a point to note here in this verse we have already seen in the last session where we went through first canto of shrimad bhagavatam third chapter which lists down so many incarnations about maybe 20 plus incarnations 24 i think incarnations of krishna so that is just like again just not even a tip to tip of the tip of the iceberg maybe so he has innumerable incarnations like waves of the ocean how many waves are there in the ocean nobody can count and likewise nobody can count the number of avatars of krishna so here it is said there are innumerable incarnations of krishna and there is no possibility of counting them we can simply indicate them by giving the example of the moon and the branches of a tree this is something to note and this nyaya this logic is something which can be used in many places shakha chandra nyaya like there are different nyayas or different logics like ardha kukuti nyaya or the logic of half a hen that means if you if you take half of something and then reject the other half like if you say bhagavad gita you know what i like the 6th chapter i don't like the 12th chapter so much or i don't like the um, 16th chapter because too much about demoniac qualities is talking you know and so very negative you know <laughs> So, if somebody is talking like this, then he is a rascal. Because Arjuna said, "Sarvameta dritam manya yanma amadusikeshva." Whatever you say, I, am, I will accept. And whatever you ask me to do, I will do. Karishe vachanam tava. 
so this should be the acceptance of the devotee not that you know krishna is very talking very nicely in the uh, what is the 6th chapter or 12th chapter about devotees and all that but in the 16th chapter he was very negative you know so that kind of a nonsense you know that is called ardha kukuti nyaya accepting half a hen why it is called like that because a merchant he had a hen so he had a hen so every day you know eggs were coming out and he was selling these in fact some special hen so he was getting golden eggs so he was at oh wow, golden egg wow it good price he was getting and he became soon very rich and he was thinking how to increase my profits then he analyzed okay this hen let us analyze this hen the front part the mouth i have to feed that means it's a cost the back part the back side of the hen is delivering the eggs that is the profitable part of the hen and this mouth is a um this is a negative this is this is actually a um reducing my profits okay let me maximize my profits let me keep the back side of the hen and let me cut the throat of the hen so that i don't have to feed it so that i can reduce my costs and get infinite profit zero cost free then he cut the head what happened no more egg so this is called accepting half of it then everything will be lost so we can't do like this this is called shastra ninda so to make all these points un- understandable a very simple word, uh, phrase is used ardha kukuti nyaya the logic of half a hen or oh, if somebody says like i accept this but i don't accept this or oh, you are talking with ardha kukuti nyaya you are talking with the logic of half a hen foolish fellow so just that one line conveys the meaning of this whole thing similarly this is shakha chandra nyaya in this verse and another also is there what is that um, koopa manduka nyaya another example of nyaya another logic there are many many logics like this now if you nyaya if you study nyaya there will be so many like this uh, nyaya shastras so koopa manduka nyaya means trying to calculate something with our limited experience koopa means uh, well manduka means frog so koopa manduka nyaya means this frog was in a well a small well which has a, like a diameter of maybe 3 meters and he was in this water of this well and another frog came to him hey you know what i just saw the pacific ocean you can't believe how big it is then this frog in the well trying to he did not see the pacific ocean he was trying to like get excited wow big how big is it is it like twice the size of the well or is it like no he said no no oh, maybe 10 times no oh 100 times no no 1000 times 10000 times are still he, how can he calculate the size of pacific ocean in terms of the well he cannot but he is trying so this koopa manduka nyaya is used when we with our tiny stupid intelligence we are trying to estimate and try to understand god how great god is or if anybody makes an attempt to speculate and try to figure out what is god and what is this expanse of the universe and how to find like the scientists they are trying to explore and you know go to different planets and all this this is like koopa manduka nyaya you can't estimate the glories of god just by your, our tiny intelligence we can't so that's called koopa manduka nyaya the frog in the well logic like that this is called shakha chandra nyaya what is this okay 
there are innumerable incarnations of krishna and there is no possibility of counting them we can simply indicate them by giving the example of the moon and the branches of a tree now let's see the purport here although the moon appears to be located in the branches of a tree it is actually situated very far away similarly none of the avatars or incarnations of lord krishna are within this material world but they are visible by the causeless mercy of the lord we should not consider them to belong to this material world when you see through the branches of a tree the moon it the moon looks like it is sitting on the branch of the tree another example when the sun rises from the, at the you know when you go to the beach and the and the beach is facing east for example when the sun rises it looks like the ocean has given birth to the sun and actually there is an example of like that what is that yeah this was adalila we'll just go to that verse and come here it appears that way but it's not i think 16 <clears throat> you see this verse श्री राधाया प्रणय महिमा कीदृशो वानयैवा स्वाद्योयनाद्भुतमधुरिमा कीदृशो वामदेयः सौख्यं चास्यामदनुभवतः कीदृशं वेति लोभात् तद्भावाढ्यः समजनिषचि गर्भसिन्धौ हरिन्दुः इसी desiring to understand the glory of radharani's love the wonderful qualities in him that she alone relishes through her love and the happiness she feels when she realizes the sweetness of his love the supreme lord hari richly endowed with her emotions appeared from the womb of shrimati sachi devi as the moon appeared from the ocean the moon does not appear from the ocean we all know that but it seems to have appeared from the ocean similarly the chaitanya mahaprabhu appeared from the womb of sachi devi but actually he did not appear from sachi devi's womb <coughs> because he he cannot be contained he it looks like he came from in other words he is way beyond this material world but in our limited understanding we understand it like that you see so similarly the shaka chandra some what is this shakachandra shakachandra nyaya means um to give an idea of the moon from something which we can understand oh the moon is sitting on the branches of the tree on the branch of the tree but actually this moon is not sitting but it looks like that from our perspective so why is this shakachandra nyaya quoted here so into to mention that the avatars when they come into this material world they seemingly are within this material world now taken birth from some mother mother and father or whatever however it is he appears to be within the material world but actually he is always in the spiritual world not only the lord even the lord's devotee even the lord's devotee is not within this material world even though he may seem to be in this material world therefore krishna and his devotee pure devotee cannot be understood with our material senses um vaishnavar kriya mudra vigyana bujhay a person who is um 100% surrendered to krishna and serving him he is actually not within this material world is called um what is a jeevan mukta sa uchyate ihayasya harer dasye 
कर्मणा मनसा गिरा निखिलास्वपि अवस्थासु जीवन्मुक्तः स उच्यते सो ही इज ऑल्सो सीमिंगली लिविंग इन दिस मटेरियल वर्ल्ड ही इज एक्चुअली मुक्त ही इज कंप्लीटली लिबरेटेड ही इज नॉट विद इन दिस मटेरियल वर्ल्ड इन फैक्ट विश्वपूर्ण सुखायते द डिवोटी जस्ट फील्स कंप्लीटली ब्लिसफुल इन दिस मटेरियल वर्ल्ड व्हाई बिकॉज़ एक्चुअली इज नॉट इन द मटेरियल वर्ल्ड he is completely not in this material world he is already in the spiritual world therefore jivova marova it doesn't matter whether a devotee dies or not he is always serving krishna so um to give us an understanding of how the lord is incarnating within this material world at the same time he is not in this material world so shakha chandranyaya so the moon is on the branch of the tree but actually it is not in the branch of the tree it is our perception that it is here the moon is far away but the benefit of moonlight we can feel on this earth but the moon is not on the earth but it looks like it's on the earth on the branch of the tree so similarly the the lord is in this own vaikuntha world he never touches this material world so even when he seemingly comes here he is actually in the spiritual world only so even like gokula vrindavan in this material world is an embassy of the spiritual world it's not actually part of this material world but to our eyes it appears like it's part of the material world so it's our defective vision only a pure devotee can see vrindavan as it is hmm. and um, navadvip as it is and bhaktivinoda thakur has written about this ishodhyan the lord's garden in the in the navadvip it's uh, unbelievable what he wrote because when you see that when you see the place it, it doesn't appear anything like what he says but only a pure devotee whose vision of whose transcendental vision has been opened he can see that there is no difference between vrindavan and navadvip and they are both in actually um, manifestations of the goloka vrindavan so these things these uh, very very confidential secrets are only revealed to such pure devotees but at least we can understand one way that these examples help us to at least comprehend partially what glory krishna actually has and how he is um you know working for our benefit so even though the moon is far away the light of the moon is still there and we can not only the light in fact according to, uh, because of the moon the vegetables become juicy vegetables and fruits if they receive a lot of moonlight they become very juicy this is again i don't know how much it is understood by the agriculturists and this um, scientists botanists they know sun gives you know all this um, and then chlorophyll and all that processing of the leaves but that is one aspect even the moon has a, lo- a lot of role to play in how juicy the fruit and vegetables become so this is according to our shastra and all these benefits we can get from the moon although the moon is not here it is as if the moon is here and being so far away the light of the moon is equally distributed to everybody even to the chandal similarly when the lord comes in his incarnations he is equally bestowing his mercy to anyone only one who accepts his mercy then he will be benefited um and when he when we say lord's incarnations they are not just limited you know time yes he comes for a limited time period but then he expands the activities of the incarnation over vast period of time धर्म संस्थापनाथा बिकॉज आफ्टर द इनकानेशन देन ही सेंड्स हिज रिप्रेजेंटेटिव हिज डिवोटिस हिज फ्यूचर आचार्यज एवरीबडी टू सेट अप दिस होल सिस्टम वेर 
devotees i mean souls conditioned souls can become devotees of krishna and become perfected devotees so it doesn't work only for his time but for all time in the future and whenever in the future the the thing deteriorates he again comes or send his sends his bona fide representatives and that's how he maintains this whole thing for our benefit and for, of course for his pleasure so in this way we have to understand the shakha chandra nyaya avatars descend of their own free will and although they may act like ordinary human beings they do not belong to this material world lord krishna and his avatars even his shaktyavesh avatars which are the devotees who are especially empowered by the lord they also seemingly belong to this material world but they do not hmm. so you see my lord if one is favored by even a slight trace huh of the mercy of your lotus feet he can understand the greatness of your personality but those who speculate to understand the supreme personality of godhead are unable to know you even though they continue studying the vedas for many years right this way so let's go oh learned brahmanas just as hundreds and thousands of small rivulets issue from great reservoirs of water innumerable incarnations flow from shri hari the supreme personality of godhead and the reservoir of all power Rajagishwar Prabhu is asking is there also any nyaya to explain how the sun seemingly becomes covered by the clouds when in actuality it is the cause of the clouds and can never be covered by them due to them due to being situated far far away yeah there must be but i do not know of the sanskrit there must be because that these example that examples that shri prabhupada is actually explaining are actually from the from the shastras this frog in the well or you know half a hen all these things they are actually nyayas there are all these things are logics and shri prabhu compiled i mean some, some many times he mentioned the nyaya name but this sun and the clouds definitely there must be a, a, a nyaya but maybe that sanskrit was not revealed to us maybe we can find it in the internet or something like that but definitely it's it's a it's a valid logic that gives us the perspective of different perspective of what we see from what we see so <clears throat> help us it helps us to understand concepts which otherwise are hidden to our naked eye um next so all learned brahmanas just as hundreds and thousands of small rivulets issue from great reservoirs of water innumerable incarnations flow from shri hari the supreme personality of godhead and the reservoir of all power hmm in the beginning krishna incarnates himself as the purusha avatars or vishnu incarnations these are of three types so purusha avatars are the first incarnations of this material world before an incarnation comes the first is the purusha avatars purusha avatars are the mahavishnu from whom from whose uh, pores of the body you i mean uh, innumerable universes issue forth so vishnu has three forms called purushas the first mahavishnu is the creator of the total material energy mahat the second is garbhodasha garbhodashai who is situated within each universe and the third is kshirodaka kshirodashai um who lives in the heart of every living being he who knows these three becomes liberated from the clutches of maya looks like it's some kind of sanskrit verse yes vishnostutri nirupani purushakhyanyatho vidhu ekam tu mahat sraster 
willpower the power of knowledge and the creative energy people talk about creativity creative where is it come from from krishna only krishna is the ultimate creator creative person who can be more creative than krishna and any any minute amounts of creativity we may have it's just coming from him all right so so the three chief potencies of krishna are will power power of knowledge and creative energy let's see let's see actually these things are very specific words you know see ananta shakti madhye krishner teen shakti pradhan ichha shakti gyan shakti kriya shakti swabhavike gyana bala kriya cha you know <coughs> i think you know that verse right ಸ್ವಾಭಾವಿಕೀಕ್ಷಿಸ್ವರಾಣಾಂಪರಮಹೇಶ್ವರಂ ಪರಾಶಕ್ತಿರ್ವಿಧೈವ್ರೂಯತೆ ಸ್ವಾಭಾವಿಕೀಜ್ಞಾನಬಲಕ್ರಿಯಾಚಾಬಲಕ್ರಿಯೀಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ಇಂಗ್ರೀಡಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಎನಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎವರ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ನೋ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಇಟ್ ವಾಟ್ ಯು ಡೂಯಿಂಗ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದ ಕೆಪಾಸಿಟಿ ಟು ಡೂ ಇಟ್ ಇವನ್ ದ ನೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಯು ಮೇ ಯು ಮೇ ನೋ ಹೌ ಟು ಮೇ ಬಿ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ಅ ಬಿಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಹರ್ಡ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಮೆನಿ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಬಟ್ ಅನ್ಲೆಸ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದ ಕ್ಯಾಪಿಟಲ್ ಟು ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ಯು ವಿಲ್ ನಾಟ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಕೆಪಾಸಿಟಿ ಬಲ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಕ್ರಿಯಾ ಇವನ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದ ಕ್ಯಾಪಿಟಲ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ನೋ ಹೌ if you don't put in the work if you don't put in the endeavor you will not succeed so gyana bala and kriya are essential ingredients for any endeavor now swabhaviki automatically these things are happening and krishna is just you know creating everything so these things are uh, gyana and kriya are mentioned are the another shakti is called ichha shakti ichha means the desire willing uh, willing also is in a way power i mean bala because unless you have the strength to do it just to know how to do it is not enough to have the capacity to do it capacity not only means the wherewithal which means the finances or the you know networking whatever in our our terms i mean <laughs> krishna doesn't need any network swarat but in our terms to start a business we need to have some connections we need to have some capital we need to have some you know some kind of a manager or something like these are all bala capabilities and ichha with the will the will to even do it there's also i mean you can have everything but you don't don't have any will to do it if you're not like you know serious about it then it doesn't does not happen and even 
you your will is there but your endeavor is not there the kriya the actual practical work so it will not happen so but krishna swabhavik gyan he do, you don't see him come and uh, hammer something and builds this build this planet and build this universe no you don't see that so, kriya and bala gyana swabhavik automatically naturally in a natural sequence you see his potencies the shakti are multifarious and thus his deeds are automatically performed as a natural sequence this is from the shvetashvatar upanishad 6 chapter 7th and 8th verses going back so ichha shakti gyana shakti and kriya shakti will power power of knowledge and creative energy now the predominator of the willing potency is lord krishna for by his supreme will everything comes into existence in willing there is need there is a need for knowledge and that knowledge is expressed through vasudev so again so gyana shakti is predominated the predominator of the gyana shakti is vasudev the predominator of the ichha shakti is krishna again why and all this i i don't know <laughs> this is very technical but we can just accept it on <laughs> axiomatically so in willing in order to will something in order to be having the will power to do something first we have to have gyana like for example um you you understand that hey if i continue eating like this then i'll get diabetes or i'll get this and that so all right now that i know this okay i'm going to make it sure that okay from tomorrow onwards i'll do something about it i'll cut my i'll regulate my diet i'll do some exercise something like that so that will of doing something comes from knowledge if one does not have knowledge there is no need for you know having some will power or a drive to do something so that happens because of some information that we receive and that propels our action our, our will that's what is said here in willing there is a need for knowledge and that knowledge is expressed through vasudev there is no possibility of creation without thinking feeling willing knowledge and activity ichha gyan kriya vina na hoy srijan tiner tin shakti meli prapancha rachan so always prabhupada prabhupada says the thinking feeling willing are the symptoms of the soul thinking feeling willing thinking feeling willing. where is it coming from ichha gyan kriya vina so here it is said all these things so whatever he is saying is always there somewhere in the scriptures you see the combination so there is no possibility of creation without thinking feeling willing knowledge and activity the combination of the supreme will knowledge and action brings about the cosmic manifestation lord sankarshan is lord balaram being the predominator of the creative energy he creates both the material and spiritual world now ichha shakti gyana shakti kriya shakti ichha shakti is um what is that will power the potency of will power is predominated by krishna the potency of um gyana knowledge is predominated by vasudev and now here it is said lord sankarshan is the predominator of kriya shakti hmm. or the uh, creative energy <clears throat> he creates both the material and spiritual world of course there is no creation in the spiritual world it exists that's it. it was never created at a certain time but because for want of a better word it is just said created hmm. that original sankarshan lord balaram is the cause of both the material and spiritual creation 
He is the predominating deity of egotism and by the will of Krishna and the power of the spiritual energy, he creates a spiritual world which consists of the planet Goloka Vrindavan and the Vaikuntha planets. And some verse it must be. No, this is Bengali. Next. Although there is no question of creation as far as the spiritual world is concerned, the spiritual world is nonetheless manifested by the supreme will of Sankarshan. The spiritual world is the abode of the pastimes of the eternal spiritual energy. Gokul, the supreme abode and planet, appears like a lotus flower that has a thousand petals. This is the Goloka Vrindavan in the spiritual sky. The wall of that lotus is the abode of the Supreme Lord Krishna. This lotus-shaped supreme abode is created by the will of Lord Ananta. By the agency of the material energy, this same Lord Sankarshan creates all the universes. The dull material energy known in, known in modern science, modern language as nature is not the cause of the material universe. See, we are discussing some Shastra. And we are here, I mean, casually sitting and, you know, defeating the biggest scientists who have the biggest theories for the creation of the universe and big, big scientists and, like, whole lives have been spent speculating on the, you know, how creation happened and what is going to happen in the future to the universe. And we are sitting here, no scientists, nothing, but just by studying Krishna's scripture from his books, we are having knowledge greater than the scientist. This is the advantage of Bhagavad Vichar. Hmm. We have to study these books, Vedas, Vedic literature, especially given by the spiritual master, Shri Prabhupada. So, Maya Dware Shrije Teho Brahmandirgan Jadarupa Prakriti Nahe Brahmand Karan. Without the Supreme Personality of Godhead's energy, Dull matter cannot create the cosmic manifestation. Its power does not arise from the material energy itself, but is endowed by Sankarshan. Dull matter alone cannot create anything. The material energy produces the creation by the power of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Iron itself has no power to burn, but when iron is placed in fire, it is empowered to burn. It's a very nice example. Again, this is another Nyaya. I don't know what exactly the nyaya is, but the the iron in the fire nyaya. <laughs> um, lauha, um, agni, nyaya, whatever. I'm just making it up. So, Ishvare Shaktiya Srishti Karaya Prakriti, Lauha Jena Agni Shaktiya Paya Daha Shakti. Dull matter. So, the Prabhupada actually quoted this also many times. How to spiritualize matter. So, iron itself has no power to burn, but when iron is placed in fire and it becomes red hot, iron becomes red hot when it is, you know, prolonged, um, placing it in, placing in the fire for a prolonged period of time, it becomes red hot. At that time, it, it is empowered to burn just as fire can do so. So, it acts like fire, not like iron. So, this, um, is, this empowerment is called the Shakti. So, same way, Shakti Avesh is also something like this. Shakti Avesh, he, Lord empowers somebody to act on in a totally different way than an ordinary Jiva would otherwise be able to do. So, anyway, dull matter. The whole universe is dull. I mean, you take any material thing, when will it ever move? It will never move un until unless you move it. 
so on its own it cannot as i many times told this singapore was a swamp it was complete like uh, worse than a village it was just like some swamp forest area and some small village here and there small village uh, encampments that's what it was about 100 years ago and then it developed into now a, a super metropolitan city not by its own because of endeavor of you know people and some leaders you see so it won't move on its own there has to be a person behind such change so sankarshan gives the power to the lord sankarshan gives the power to the material energy to act in wonderful ways so much so that the scientists are bewildered and everybody thinks that nature nature oh nature is so beautiful nature is so beautiful what is beautiful in nature nature has no intelligence no brains it is making it's like a machine a car a, you know this factory where the car is produced now the machines do so many things and then one car comes out and this car can do so many things it can go so many places and then can go at such fast speeds and everything all that was created by the machines but do you think although it looks like all the robots just move ting 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 everything just like assembled and <laughs> but the, any any intelligent person would know that the robots are not creating this car it is the program that is written into it that empowers these pieces of chunks of metal to move that programming is done by the engineers and that engineer is the cause for the creation of the car so similarly the programming into the material world is done by lord sankarshan and the material the matter moves because of the programming done by krishnan this is called swabhaviki and when did he write the code swabhaviki just by willing ichha shakti he um, just ha- making it happen see and then the whole creation happens kriya shakti uh, just by his uh, willing he is creating all the code bijaham sarvabhutanam i am the seed of generation for all existences and if you notice the seed has the code inside it takes when you sow the seed in the land different seeds are sown on the same land but different different things come out where are the a tomato plant is you know creating one taste and um, mango plant is creating another taste mango taste but the ingredients of both are the same but one seed is able to extract one particular taste from the earth and another you know is extracting another taste both tastes are on the earth are in the earth but we can't extract that taste but the seed has the code inside it to extract that taste so that's why krishna says bijaham i am the seed i am the seed of generation of all existences i have written the code in that and that makes all the difference see <clears throat> oh yeah this is a nice verse from the shrimad bhagavatam 10th canto 46th chapter 31st verse yeah so this is about krishna and balaram together etau hi vish etau hi vishvasya chabijayoni रामो मुकुंद पुष प्रधान अन्वीय भूतेषु विलक्षण से ज्ञान चेषात इम पुराण 
This is a nice verse to glorify Krishna and Balaram together. Balaram and Krishna are the original, efficient and material causes of the material world. As Mahavishnu and the material energy, they enter into the material elements and create the diversities of multi-energies. Thus, they are the cause of all causes. But actually, if you go to 10.46.31, the, the translation is totally different. But it's not exactly something else. It's just a different way to say something similar. Because when these verses are quoted from Bhagavatam and all that, they are quoted here to prove a particular point. So sometimes even Prabhupada's own translations from the Bhagavatam, when they are quoted in the CC, Chaitanya Charitamrita, he quotes and he translates in a different way. That does not mean, hey, one is, how come he did differently, what is this? No, 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 it's, it's the same. It's just, a verse can be understood in many ways. And according to the context, it is quoted to prove a particular point. So sometimes it is paraphrased in different ways. So 10.46.31, just look at this. Etauhi Vishwasa Chabija Yoni, so same verse. These two lords, Mukunda and Balaram, are each the seed and womb of the universe, the creator and his creative potency. They enter the hearts of living beings and control their conditioned awareness. They are the primeval supreme. So, it is not something else. It is actually the same thing, but said in a different way. So anyway, Krishna and Balaram together are glorified in this verse. And just I wanted to tell another verse is there, where Tandula Vrishtika Nyaya, okay, yeah, rice and scorpion Nyaya. Good, that is a good example. Parashuram is saying. So, um, we will get to that. Uh, what I was saying? Yes, there is another nice verse by... Uh, who is that? Mm, I forget the name. Of um, Gaudiya Vaishnava Acharya. Anyway, he wrote this verse about Krishna and Balram. Jaladhara Shashivarnao Gopaveshao Kishorao Sahachara Ganavrindai Kridamanao Vrajeshao Natavarajitaveshao Nilapitambaradyao Jagatajananahetu Ramakrishnao Natosmi So this is a very nice beautiful verse. It's a pranam, Krishna Balram pranam mantra. So, that is one verse. This is another verse of Krishna and Balaram together. And of course, they came as Gaur Nithai, Paramakaruna, Pahuduijana, Nithai, Gaurachandra. Going back, actually, Parashuram Prabhu has um, quoted in the comment that this 261 dull matter alone cannot create anything. The material energy produces the creation by the power of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, here, um, Parashuram Prabhu has suggested that uh, the Tandula Vrishchikanyaya, another logic, Tandula Vrishchikanyaya. So, Tandula means rice, Vrishchika means scorpion, the rice scorpion Nyaya, the rice scorpion logic. What is that? Because um, it appears though that scorpions are born out of rice, you know. I don't know, I have never seen a scorpion come out of rice, but it must be a thing in the villages or something. I am in a Singapore where nothing is produced here. It's just the A, triple A quality of rice comes and with no no stones, no nothing. It's like very good rice and everything comes here. But I have not seen this actually happen in front of my eyes, but there must be a, it must be a thing. So, Tandula Vrishikanaya is when the scorpions come out of rice. 
So it looks like rice has produced scorpions. But actually, some scorpion has put some egg in the rice for some reason. Maybe it's it's good for the incubation of the egg or whatever reason. And then the, from the eggs, the hatch and then the scorpions actually come out. So, but it looks like the rice has produced the scorpion. So, this is to show the foolishness of matter has produced life. Dull matter has produced, you know, um, a creative... Um, you know energy so a dull matter cannot move so if it has produced something that means there is some other another cause not not particularly the dull matter itself so tandula vrishchika nyaya is another logic to explain this um, understanding that's a good pointer there parashuram prabhu all right next uh, the form of the lord that descends into the material world to create is called an avatar or incarnation all the expansions of Lord Krishna are actually residents of the spiritual world, but when they descend into the material world, they are called incarnations, avatars. To glance over that material energy and empower her, Lord Sankarshan first incarnates as Lord Mahavishnu. In the beginning of the creation, the Lord expanded himself in the form of the Purusha incarnation, accompanied by all the ingredients of material creation. First, he created the 16 principal energies suitable for creation. This was for the purpose of manifesting the material universes. It's a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam 1.3.1. For explanation, refer to Adalila chapter 5, verse 84. Well, what are the 16 principal energies suitable for creation? See how much we have to study. The creation happened with the Big Bang. You know, simply something. Uh, meaninglessly exploded and then the meaningful universe came out how come you know how much you know things happen you know, to, in the creation and it happened automatically of course but you see the detail of it this is a proper understanding of creation anyway let, let's try to go here 131 you see Primarily, this Mahatattva is divided into 16 parts, namely the 5 gross, gross material elements and the 11 working instruments or senses. It is like the cloud in, a, in the clear sky. In the spiritual sky, the effulgence of Brahman is spread all around and the whole system is dazzling in spiritual light. The Mahatattva is assembled in some corner of the vast unlimited spiritual sky and the path which is, called, which is thus covered by the Mahatattva is called material sky. This part of the spiritual sky called the Mahatattva is only an insignificant portion of the whole spiritual sky and within this Mahatattva there are innumerable universes. All these universes are collectively produced by the Karanadakushaya Vishnu called also the Mahavishnu who simply throws his glance to impregnate the material sky. Especially here in the purport is said for an explanation refer to Adalila chapter 5 verse 84. There must be another big explanation. So when we go there we will, we will see that. But here we just go through because we have 130 verses to cover today. Okay. We have only covered 20 so far. Okay. <clears throat> this is from where? Sanskrit. 2.642 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Again, explanation is there in Adalila 5.83. Adyovatara purusha parasya kalasvabhava sadasan manascha 
द्रव्यम विकारो गुण इंद्रियाणि विराट स्वराट स्थास नुचिर विराट स्वराट स्थास नुचरिष्णु भूमन कारणाधिशाय विष्णु महाविष्णु इज द फर्स्ट इनकारनेशन ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड एंड ही ही इज द मास्टर ऑफ मेटीरियल सॉरी मास्टर ऑफ इटर्नल टाइम स्पेस कॉज एंड इफेक्ट्स द माइंड द एलिमेंट्स द मेटीरियल ईगो द मोड्स ऑफ नेचर द सेंसेस द यूनिवर्सल फॉर्म ऑफ द लॉर्ड गर्भोदक साय विष्णु एंड द सम टोटल ऑफ ऑल लिविंग बींग्स मोथ बोथ मूविंग एंड नॉन मूविंग सी दिस द महाविष्णु पोजिशन टू सिक्स फोर्टी टू वाओ that original personality of godhead named sankarshan first lies down in the river viraja which serves as a border between the material and the spiritual world as karana karanabdhishai vishnu he is the original cause of the material creation so there is this viraja river and on this side of the this bank of the viraja river is the material world and the other side is the spiritual world and that viraja river is also called the karana ocean sometimes because this, this river means not just like a small stream you know like a, no as wide as the ocean like the biggest ocean ever i mean this whole material universes are just like droplets the size of droplets in that ocean and those are the universes here just imagine how vast this viraja river is how wide this viraja river is and that is called the uh, samsara samudra samsara sagara मृत्यु संसार सागरात सो देर इज अ ब्रिज दो देर इज अ ब्रिज फ्रॉम दिस साइड टू द अदर साइड यू नो दिस तमादिदेव करुणा निधान तमालवर्णम सुहितावतारम अपार संसार समुद्र सेतु भजामहे भागवत स्वरूप सो द भागवत भजामहे भागवत स्वरूपम सो दिस इज द वर्स फ्रॉम द पद्मपुराण ग्लोरिफाइंग द एंटायर श्रीमद भागवतम इनफैक्ट देर आर थ्री वर्सेस टुगेदर दिस इज द थर्ड वर्स द फर्स्ट टू वर्सेस एक्चुअली कंपेयर द डिफरेंट कांटोज ऑफ द भागवतम टू द डिफरेंट पार्ट्स ऑफ द लॉर्ड्स बॉडी पादौ यदीयौ प्रथम द्वितीयौ तृतीय तुरीयौ कथितौ यदूरु नाभिस्तथा पंचम एव षो भुजातर दौर्युगलौ तथान्यो कंठस्तुराजन्नवमो यदीयो मुखारविंद दशम प्रफुम एकादशो यलाटपट्ट शिरोपिद्वादश भाति देन दिस वर्स कम्स तमादिदेव करुणा निधान तमालवर्णम सुहितावतारम अपार संसार समुद्र सेतु भजामहे भागवत स्वरूप सो हिज द भागवत स्वरूप हिज द फॉर्म ऑफ द भागवत सो पादौ यदीय प्रथम द्वितीय सो द टू फीट आर द फर्स्ट फर्स्ट टू कांटोस प्रथम एंड द्वितीय फर्स्ट टू कांटोस आर द टू लोटस फीट ऑफ द लॉर्ड तृतीय तुरीय कथित यदूरु द टू थाइज ऑफ द लॉर्ड आर द थर्ड एंड फोर्थ कांटोस नाभिस्तथा पंचम सो द नाभि द नेवल ऑफ द लॉर्ड इज द फिफ्थ कांटो एंड एक्चुअली इफ यू सी इन द फिफ्थ कांटो दे टॉकिंग अबाउट स्पेस एंड 
<laughs> the navel of the lord is actually the space um what is that in the purusha sukta also it is mentioned um adbhya prithivyas prithivyai rasachya no nabhi many places in fact bhagavatam also has many places the nab uh, nabhyas antariksham sirshno dhyo samavartata so nabhya nabhyastesha antariksham it's not tesha some other word is there so anyway nabhi is antariksha the space in fact in the fifth canto the space is the space the planetary systems and everything is discussed there nabhistatha panchama eva shashtho bhujantaram so shashtha the sixth canto is the chest of the lord and dor yugalau tathanyo so the two shoulders are the seventh and eighth cantos next was kanthastu rajan navamo yadiyo kantha the throat of the lord is the ninth canto mukharavindam dashama prafullam so the face the smiling face prafullam means fully happy the blissful face of the the blissful lotus face mukharavindam mukharavindam means the lotus face of the lord and prafullam prafullam in sanskrit in bengali and other languages prafullam so anyway mukharavindam dashama prafullam the smiling lotus face of, face of the lord is the 10th canto ekadasho yasya lalatapattam the forehead lalat means forehead lalate keshavam dhyayen you know this keshava om keshavaya namaha is actually on lalata lalate keshavam dhyayen we have to remember keshava when we are putting the tilak on the lalata forehead so ekadasho yasya lalatapattam shiropitu dvadasha eva bhati this the head the top of the head is the 12th canto in this way this bhagavatam is apara samsara samudra setum bhajamahe bhagavata swarupam so apara samsara samudram so this samsara samudra this ocean of material existence is apara vast it cannot be crossed unlimited apara apara samsara samudra setum setum means the bridge ram setu you know the bridge from india to lanka setu so apara samsara samudra setum bhajamahe bhagavata swarupam so bhagavatam is the bridge from this side to the other side of the viraja river anyway digressed quite a bit <laughs> so next verse this viraja the viraja or causal ocean is the border between the spiritual and the material world the material energy is situated on one shore of that ocean and it cannot enter onto the other shore which is the spiritual sky but there is one bridge mighty bridge and that is the bhagavatam in the spiritual world there is neither the mode of passion the mode of ignorance nor a mixture of both nor is there adulterated goodness that means there is unadulterated goodness shuddha sattva the influence of time or maya herself that is also not there only the pure devotees of the lord who are worshiped both by demigods and by demons reside in the spiritual world as the lord's associates is that a sanskrit verse oh yeah where is this from 2910 of shrimad bhagavatam there's a lot of description of the spiritual world in this chapter huh second canto 9 chapter 
प्रवर्तते यत्र रजस्तमस् प्रवर्तते यत्र रजस्तमस्तो सत्म न च काल विक्रम न यया किपरे हरेर्नुव्रता सुरासुरार्चिता Sorry, I'm not going to go into the purport. <coughs> Maya has two functions. One is called Maya, and the other is called Pradhana. Maya refers to the efficient cause, and Pradhana refers to the ingrediential cause, or the ingredients that create the cosmic manifestation. Sheetal <coughs> Shah Mataji is saying, "Beautiful verse. Which is it? Thank you for that tangent." <laughs> so. that verse is actually from the padma purana it is not anywhere in the prabhupad's books but actually prabhupad mentioned that the first two cantos are the feet of the lord and then the ultimately the 10th canto is the smiling face of the lord he has mentioned that that is actually this verse but then it is nowhere to be found in prabhupad's books i found it on the internet though so i just um, wanted to memorize it because the other day we were having a class and vishwambar prabhu was quoting this so i just took it from there and then i thought i should remember this verse this is a beautiful verse i have seen this before but i have never bothered to memorize it but recently i memorized it so <laughs> i just wanted to tell you all about it so maya has two functions one is called maya and other other is called pradhan maya is the efficient cause and pradhan refers to the ingredients that create the cosmic manifestation the efficient cause and the ingrediential cause madhyam cc madhya 20.272 when the supreme personality of godhead glances over the material energy she becomes agitated at that time the lord injects the original semen of the living entities <clears throat> to impregnate with the seeds of the living entities the lord himself does not directly touch the material energy but by his specific functional expansion he touches the material energy then thus the living entity the living entities who are his parts and parcels are impregnated into material nature you know what he's talking about here lord shiva you see again let's read this again closely to impregnate with the seeds of the living entities the lord himself does not directly touch the material energy but by his specific functional expansion this is this functional expansion is the lord shiva for the specific function of impregnating so he touches the material energy and thus the living entities who are his parts and parcels are impregnated into material nature so that is that is a shivalinga shivalinga is actually nothing but the the private parts of lord shiva and parvati the genitals of shiva and parvati so that is a generating principle of all living entities within this material world and lord and uh, the lord mahavishnu he does not directly come in touch with the material energy but his expansion lord shiva directly touches the material energy and because he has the direct touch of material energy he is compared to the yogurt which is uh, caused by a touch of an impurity in milk like uh, yogurt culture or some sour substance then it becomes yogurt sour substance is a material energy the material place is a sour place everybody is sour here sour face 
so <laughs> why because it's a sour place and uh, because of that lord shiva is compared to yogurt where krishna is compared to milk kshiram yathadadhi vikara vishesha yoga sanjayate nahitatah prithagasti heto yashambhutam api tatha samupaiti karya govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami pooja mataji is asking lord present in the semen of humans no 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 it's not he is the cause of our existence in fact the semen also works only because of the potency of the lord only if the lord will so anyway at that time the lord injects the original semen of the living entities and of course i mean where did you where did you think the the semen comes or the sperm comes where i mean if the lord is not creating you th- you think it's coming from some other source everything comes from the lord aham sarvasya prabhavo matta sarvam pravartate everything emanates from me hmm so we should we should not be surprised that semen is coming from the lord what is this of course it comes from the lord where else it comes from so <clears throat> to impregnate with the seeds of the living entities oh yeah which we have read that is uh, lord shivam okay at a time beyond memory after agitating the material nature into three qualities the supreme personality of god had placed the semen of innumerable living entities within the womb of that material nature thus material nature gave birth to the total material energy known as the hiranmaya mahatatva the original symbolic representation of the cosmic manifestation see thus material energy gave birth to the total material energy known as the hiranmaya mahatatva the original symbolic representation of the cosmic manifestation so the seed form of the universe is it a verse oh, wow it is bhagavatam 32619 see how much knowledge we have of creation ha daivat kshubhita dharminyam svasyam yonau parahpuman adhattaviryam sasutam mahattatvam hiranmayam in due course of time the supreme personality of god had mahavaikunthanath by the agency of a further expansion of his personal self mahavishnu placed the seed of the living entities within the womb of the material nature is that a verse yes 3526 you see this is how you will become an expert at shrimad bhagavatam if you read chaitanya charitamrita you see how these verses are gleaned from different parts of the bhagavatam you don't even notice you just read the bhagavatam and then you don't pick up these verses when but in chaitanya charitamrita you see from all you know all these different sources these verses are gleaned and you know it's like a good compilation of the you know verses for every topic kalavrityatu mayayam gunamayyam adhokshaja purusheṇātmabhūtena vīryam ādhatta vīryavān In due course of time, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Mahāvaikuntanāt by the agency of a further expansion of His personal self, Kalāvisesha actually, it is said in the Brahma Samhita, which is portion of a plenary portion of the Lord, placed the seed of the living entities within the womb of the material nature. All right. From the, f- sorry, first the total material energy is manifested and from this arise the three types of egotism. 
which are the original sources for, from which all demigods, controlling deities, senses and material elements expand. Combining all the different elements, the Supreme Lord created all the universes. Those universes are unlimited in number. There is no possibility of counting them. The first form of Lord Vishnu is called Mahavishnu. He is the original creator of the total material energy. The innumerable universes emanate from the pores of his body. And this is definitely a Sanskrit verse, I guess. Yeah, where is it from? What? Oh no, it is actually a <laughs> Bengali verse. Gavakshe Udiya Jaiche. No, this, this can't be used. Sanskrit tunes can't be used for Bengali verses. Gavakshe Udiya Jaiche Renu Asijai Purusha Nishwasa Saha Brahmanda Bahirai. Punarapi Nishwasa Saha Jai Abhyantar Ananta Aishwarya Tar Sabam Mayapar. So, Okay. These universes are understood to be floating in the air. Now, this, this is a very interesting verse here. These universes are understood to be floating in the air that Mahavishnu exhales. They are like atomic particles that float in sunshine and pass through the holes of a screen. All these universes are thus created by the exhalation of Mahavishnu and when Mahavishnu inhales, they re-enter his body. The unlimited opulence of Mahavishnu are completely beyond material conception. Now, when we are exhaling, there is these atomic particles that are coming and creating COVID in this world. Therefore, we are wearing masks. Better don't exhale outside. You know, <laughs> our exhalation is now <laughs> checked because we are producing these droplets and then those atomic particles are containing COVID virus and we are infecting people. But when the Lord exhales, the particles that come out from His exhalation create universes. They are actually universes. Those particles are universes. And just imagine how gigantic the form of Mahavishnu is <laughs> compared to whom the entire universe, I mean, how big this universe is. And it's just like an atomic particle in front of Him. Mind-blowing, you know. The Brahmas and other lords of the mundane world. This is from Brahma Samhita. 5.49 of Brahma Samhita. The Brahmas and other lords of the mundane worlds appear from the pores of Mahavishnu and remain alive for the duration of his one exhalation. I adore the primeval lord Govinda of whom Mahavishnu is a portion of a plenary portion. Kalavisesha. Oh, this is not 5.49. This is 5.48, I think. Yeah, 548. And this Mahavishnu, who is so gigantic, is portion of a plenary portion of Krishna. Just imagine how powerful Krishna is. Mahavishnu is the super soul of all the universes. Lying on the causal ocean, he is the master of all material worlds. 
I have thus explained the truth of the first personality of Godhead Mahavishnu. I shall now explain the glories of the second personality of Godhead. We are in the, if you have lost track of where we are, what we were doing, we are actually discussing the six types of avatars. So in that, we are discussing the first type of avatar, Purusha avatars. And in that, there are three Purusha avatars. We just discussed the first one. <laughs> and now we are going to the Second Purusha Avatar. Alright. I have thus explained the truth of the first personality of God in Mahavishnu. I shall now explain the glories of the second personality of God. After creating, creating the total number of universes which are unlimited, Mahavishnu expanded himself into unlimited forms and entered into each of them. The second entrance. The first entrance into the, into, is into this material sky. The second entrance is into the material universes innumerable material universes that he exhales <clears throat> he enters into each of them um, when Mahavishnu entered each of the limitless universes he saw that there was darkness all around and that there was no place to stay he therefore began to consider the situation okay before we go further I've just seen this comment of Bhaktin Puja he said she said is COVID Krishna or what of course not. It's one of the energies of Krishna, definitely. Virus is a connecting link between living and non-living. That is the stupid scientific understanding. Virus is a living entity. Nothing will mutate if it is not living. We should understand this essential truth that, as we've just seen, matter cannot produce life. There is nothing between life and matter. No, there is life and matter. That's it. There is no borderline fence between them. And virus is not something on that fence. No, it is a living entity. But it is so dull that it is almost like a non-living entity. But it is definitely a living entity. Because only if one is a living entity, he can reproduce. This is basic logic. Otherwise, it is called Tandula Vrishchikanyaya. Rice scorpion logic. So, so-called doctors and scientists, biologists, they think virus is between living and non-living. It is rubbish. It is a living entity. <coughs> So anyway, going back to this verse, um, when Mahavishnu entered each of the limitless universes, he saw that there was darkness all around and that there was no place to stay. He therefore began to consider the situation as if he did not know what, what was happening. He knew, of course. <laughs> With the perspiration produced from his own body, the Lord filled half the universe with water. He then lay down on that water on the bed of Lord Shesha. A lotus flower then sprouted from the lotus navel of that Garbhodakashai Vishnu. That lotus flower became Lord Brahma's birthplace. In the stem of that lotus flower, the 14 worlds were generated. Wow. Whatever you see in, in the space, <laughs> we are actually looking at the substance within the stem of that lotus that came forth from the navel of the Vishnu, And on top of the lotus is Lord Brahma. Whereas within the stem is all these planets including sun, moon and the different orbits and vast space that we see. It's all within the stem of that lotus. In the stem of that lotus flower the 14 worlds were generated. Then he became Lord Brahma and manifested the entire universe. What does he mean? He became Lord Brahma and manifested the entire universe. 
that means the lord brahma is a shaktyavesh avatar and sometimes when there is no pious enough living entity to occupy that post the lord himself becomes brahma in our case in our universe lord brahma is actually a living entity who is actually pious and also devotionally very advanced and in fact he is the leader of our sampradaya brahma sampradaya but sometimes it so happens that there is no such living entity at all who is pious enough to be brahma the lord himself becomes brahma in other words lord does not wait for some pious living entity you know lord does not have hr problems human resource problem oh we don't have a uh, somebody to occupy this post we need a job you know for higher advertisement you know for higher you know job vacancy no if nobody is there i will do it actually i don't need any of you <laughs> i can do everything but you want to serve me okay i will give you a chance okay you you manage this you manage that but then these demigods sometimes become bewildered oh i am the big manager when krishna comes indra send for so much rain before i you know throw this bottle and the whole thing becomes messed up okay that's safe so this the demigods think they are the big controllers this brahma and indra they sometimes sometimes they test krishna is he really krishna or what you know so first of all whatever they are doing brahma or indra they don't need to do that krishna can do everything krishna can arrange the rain and everything all by himself what to speak his devotee vaikuntha dwarapalaka jayan vijay when jay came down here he became hiranyakashipu he he dismiss all the demigods get lost and he, he alone he manages the entire universe he is not even god he is just a, he is a, the doorkeeper of krishna of vishnu or narayan and doorkeeper of vaikuntha uh, you know how 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 great is a doorkeeper you know the watchman there so he is a watchman of vaikuntha that watchman came and he dismissed all the hey, get lost all the demigods i will rule the whole universe myself he ruled the whole universe himself alone are if a, so a devotee of krishna also can do it that's why it is said sarvadeva mayo guru acharyam maam vijaniyan navamanyeta karhichit namartya buddhya suyeta sarvadeva mayo guru what is that shrimad bhagavatam 11 seventeen, 27 see one should know the acharya as myself and never disrespect him in any way one should not envy him thinking him an ordinary man for he is a representative of all the demigods see <clears throat> so abejasha gushuk tribhuvana his fame is spread all over the three worlds is actually a fact and in fact the pure devotee can govern the entire universe easily hmm. not only this planet but the entire universe he can govern so that is the power of the pure devotee Uh, so the, first of all the lord does not need these uh, demigods and when he actually okay okay you want to do something all right you manage this one and after giving their service they become puffed up and test the lord himself this is like the what is that that um, the mouse who wanted to eat the sage you know that story i think there must be some word of the nyaya that is there <laughs> i don't know what nyaya is that but the story of the mouse you know he came to a sage a sadhu complained to him uh, sadhu sadhu please uh, save me from this cat 
So the sadhu asked, what do you want? I want to become a cat. Okay, Tathastu became a cat. Now we were just two days later, two days later, he came back again. Oh, um, sadhu sadhu again, I want help. What happened now? No, the, now the dog is after me. What do you want? Make me a dog. Okay, become a dog. Then he said, and then again, came back in two, three days. Sadhu sadhu, please. Again, I'm in trouble. What do you want? What happened? No, the tiger from the forest came on, came onto the into the village and now is threatening. So what do you want? I want to become a tiger. Okay, Tathastu, become tiger. Now he became a tiger. Looking at the sadhu. <laughs> the sadhu said, Hey, I gave you the power to become tiger. You try to eat me. Okay, Tathastu, you become mouse again. <laughs> so in this way, you know, see a little bit power they get and then they try to challenge Krishna himself. These demigods. Not only demigods, even scientists. Little bit intelligence they got from Krishna only. Intelligence they got immediately. Oh, what God? We are God. Okay. Go back to the animal life, you become a pig again. Finish. Or worm in the stool. So this is this is what is happening. So this is the story of the mouse who wanted to be too smart, you know. Because he became tiger, so he became now oh now I'm too powerful. I can eat this sage now. I can eat this sadhu. He saw the sadhu as the food. He immediately sadhu, okay, I gave, I, if I have the power to change you from mouse to tiger, I have the power to change you from tiger to mouse again. Okay, you become mouse again. Get lost. Finish. <coughs> so, in this way, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, in his form of Vishnu, maintains the entire material world. Since he is always beyond the material qualities, the material nature cannot touch him. The Supreme Lord, in the form of Rudra, Lord Shiva, brings about the dissolution of this material creation. In other words, only by His free will are there creation, maintenance and dissolution of the whole cosmic manifestation. In fact, Maya or Durga is in charge of the creation, maintenance and destruction, but actually, she is doing it on the guidance of or on the instruction of Krishna through His Gunavatars. Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva. So she is getting the direction and she is acting. The nature, seemingly therefore natural occurrences of disasters and creation or you know some kind of things happen because of it appears that Brahma, oh, Shiva is not destroying. Some bomb blast happened or some, some, some kind of destruction happened. Like recently there was a viral video of that um, blast in Lebanon and it looked like a scene straight from a Hollywood movie. The whole city just like exploded because of some ammonium nitrate explosion but that is an act of destruction so Lord that is actually Rudra principle destruction so Lord Shiva's um, potency is what actually manifested there and it manifested as destruction so any any destructive thing is Rudra principle so in fact, Prabhupada said even Hitler was endowed with the Rudra principle and he was an empowered uh, personality who was empowered with the Rudra principle so that he destroyed so many. So in that way, unless one is empowered even to destroy, he cannot destroy. Even to destroy one has to be empowered by the Rudra principle. So Lord Shiva's very minute destruction that was compared to the universal destruction that ammonium nitrate blast was nothing. Universal destruction, the entire universe becomes ashes 
So anyway, all that happens on the will of Krishna. It's called Gunavatar. Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva are the three incarnations of the material qualities. This is called Gunavatar. Creation, maintenance and destruction respectively all are under the change, sorry, are under the charge of these three personalities. Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, known within the universe as Hiranyagarbha and the Antaryami or Super Soul is glorified in the Vedic hymns beginning with the hymn that starts with the word Sahasra Shirsha. This is called Purush Sukta. Om Sahasra Shirsha Purushaha Sahasraksha Sahasrapat Sabhumim Vishvato Vritva Atyatishthadashangulam Purusha Evedagam Sarvam Yadbhutam Yadjabhavyam these are all mantras, Purusha Sukta from the Rig Veda. So, Purusha Sukta is a very important prayer. And Garbhodakashaya Vishnu is glorified in the Vedic hymns, beginning with the hymn that starts with the word Sahasra Sirsha. Sahasra Sirsha means what, you know? Sahasra means thousands, Sirsha means head. Thousands of heads he has. In fact, that is also mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita. What is that? Bhagavad Gita 13, chapter 14th verse. Sarvatra pani padam tat sarvatokshi shiromukham sarvata shrutim alloke sarvamavrityatishthati Everywhere are his hands and legs, his eyes, heads and faces and he has ears everywhere. In this way the super soul exists pervading everything. There's the same thing here mentioned. <coughs> the super soul, Antaryami. Hiranyagarbha also it is called. He is called. Hmm. This second personality of Godhead, known as Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, is the master of each and every universe and the shelter of the external energy. Nonetheless, he remains beyond the touch of the external energy. So again, Shakha Chandranyaya. He is the master of each and every universe, but nonetheless he remains beyond the touch of external energy. He is not touched by the material world. Shakha Chandranyaya. The third expansion of Vishnu is Kshirodakashaya Vishnu. Now we are coming to the third Purushavatar. Purushavataras is again the first category of avatars. Of course, we digressed to Gunavatars. We are coming back to again Purushavataras. The third Purushavatar is Kshirodakashaya Vishnu, who is the incarnation of the quality of goodness. He is to be counted within both types of incarnations, Purushavatars and Gunavatars. He is both Purushavatar and Gunavatar at the same time. <coughs> So when we say Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwar, you know, the Trinity they say, that Vishnu is actually Kshirodakashaya Vishnu. Not Mahavishnu, not Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, but Kshirodakashaya Vishnu. And all the incarnations within this universe spring forth from this Kshirodakashaya Vishnu. Unless when he is Krishna, Krishna himself is coming, then he, the Kshirodakashaya Vishnu, everybody merges in him and he comes as Krishna, Avatari. He is the source of all avatars. Anyway, he is known as Shirodakasaya Vishnu. Uh, sorry, Shirodakasaya Vishnu is the universal form of the Lord and is the super soul within every living entity. He is known as Shirodakasaya because he is the Lord who lies on the ocean of milk. He is the maintainer and master of the universe. I think this is a. No, this is still Bengali. Okay. O Sanatan, I have definitely described, sorry, definitively described the three Purushavatars of Vishnu. Now please, please hear from me about the pastime incarnations, Leela Avatars. 
No one can count the innumerable pastime incarnations of Lord Krishna, but I shall describe the principal ones. Some of the pastimes incarnations are the fish incarnation, <coughs> the tortoise incarnation, Lord Ramachandra, Lord Narasimha, Lord Vamana, and Lord Varaha. There is no end to them. O Lord of the Universe. Okay, this is, I think, a Sanskrit verse. Yeah, this is, I think, 10 to 40. Yes, 10.2.40. This is actually the prayer by the Devatas. Uh, you know, this is called the Garbhastuti prayers. When Krishna was in the womb of his mother, uh, Devaki, then um, the demigods offered prayers to uh, the Lord. And this is one of those uh, shlokas. Very, very nice shloka, in fact. Sorry, I have to put this cream. I have some <laughs> dry lips. Okay. <clears throat> Beautiful verse. O Lord of the Universe, best of the Yadu dynasty, we are offering our prayers unto you mainly to diminish the heavy burden of the universe. <clears throat> you see, they are offering their prayers uh, mainly to diminish the heavy burden of the universe. Indeed, you diminished this burden formally by incarnating in the form of a fish, a horse, Hayagriva, a tortoise, a lion, Lord Narasimha, a boar, Lord Varaha, and a swan. You also incarnated as Lord Ramachandra, Parshuram, and Vamana, the dwarf. You have also, sorry, you have always protected us demigods and the universe. In this way now please continue <laughs> virendra bhakti virendra is saying prabhuji you love sanskrit more than bengali well yeah i have more affinity towards Beng sanskrit yes somehow because see bengali they are saying and then they will quote sanskrit verses you see and sanskrit there are many tunes. Bengali is, yeah, it's also tunes. Very nice. But you know what? When we are quoting especially to other than Gaudiya Vaishnavas, they, I mean, will not have the same reverence that we have for Chaitanya Charitamrita. And, but they will definitely respect Srimad Bhagavatam and such literatures. Vedas or Upanishads, you know, all these things. So, um, of course, we have to quote also Bengalis many times, like Prabhupada many times also quoted Bengali. That is also there. Because actually, honestly, there is no difference between the Bengali and the Sanskrit. Because the, the truth is the same. It's the same. So, yeah. But anyway, the, um, to quote for everybody, um, even other than Gaudiya Vaishnavas, the Sanskrit is something is universal. You see? So, that's, that's why. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, actually, it's a very interesting thing. Here, a lion is Narsimha. Let's see the exact word. Okay, he's actually Narsimha in the form of Lord Narsimha. Okay. In a lecture of Prabhupada, he is actually giving a lecture on, uh, I think, first canto, 16th chapter, 6th verse, or something like that. There. Um, he mentions that 
just like arjuna's chariot had the flag of kapidvaja parishit maharaj and arjuna's chariot was drawn by white horses but parishit maharaj's chariot was drawn by black horses four black horses and his flag had a lion and prabhupad mentions that in the lecture that this is not an ordinary lion it is to be understood to be narsimhadev and kapidvaja the arjuna's flag was hanuman so and uh, parishit maharaj's flag was narsimha although it is mentioned as a lion in the, in the i think let's see if i can just quickly go there shall we have them i don't know why i'm digressing to this topic but it's just like struck because i was always hearing that lecture no not this not this not this hmm but this is a nice verse huh the devotees of the lord are accustomed to licking up the honey available from the lotus feet of the lord what is the use of topics which simply waste one's valuable time valuable life so we actually do not waste our time coming to this verse अथवा पदा भोज मकरंदलिहांसता किमनसदालायुषो यदसद्व्यय बट ऐ डोट नो विच एक्साक्टली ओके लेट्स एक्चुअली ट्राई दिस ब्लैक हॉर्स इफ आई सर्च परीक्षित दिस इज वन वन सिक्सटीन इलेवन Mrigendra yes Mrigendra lion Prabhupada was giving a lecture on this verse Svalankritam shyama turanga yojitam ratham mrigendra dhvajam ashritah purat vrito rathashva dvipapatti yuktaya svasena yadig vijayaya nirgatah Maharaj Parikshit sat on a chariot drawn by black horses His flag was marked with the sign of a lion being so decorated and surrounded by charioteers cavalry elephants and infantry soldiers he left the capital to conquer in all directions So is is he marked his flag with the mark of a lion So in the in the lecture Prabhupada mentions it's not an ordinary lion it's a narasimha So when I saw in the in this verse a lion and in brackets lord narasimha I thought there's a connection but actually here the narsimha itself is used the word anyway that's a total digression but coming back to the point <laughs>